back, Mr. Hughes. How are you? Not bad, thank you. So, back after Christmas, Mr. Sheeran's been doubting that it was ever going to happen, but we're back with another podcast. Wouldn't miss it, would you? A lockdown special. Lockdown special. A lockdown so. edition of January lockdown. How about that for depressing? So, I know we're looking outside just now. It's snowy, it's raining, but you can be inside listening to the St. Ninian's podcast. What, what better way to cheer you up in a day like this? I know, and... You were telling me that the audiences got bigger. Well, if you a- think and and wider. If you think the first one was big, the second one was massive, and I can now announce we've went international. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. We've went international. We have viewers in Australia. We have viewers in Switzerland. We have viewers in Canada. Viewers in Australia. <laughs> we have well, listeners. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, actually, I know I've got uh, listeners all over the shop now these days, but. Um, I know about the Australian listeners. I would just have a wee shout out if that's all right. The first ever St. Ninian's podcast shout out um, to my wife's wee cousin who is listening all the way from Australia. Her and her friends are listening to our podcast. So that's why we've got. I think what you mean, Mr. Hughes, is that we're just that popular that, that we went international <laughs> and that they've had no prompting whatsoever to, <laughs> to listen to the podcast. Pretty much, I think, aye. Um, so, but where else was it? Australia? Australia, Switzerland, Canada and America. So Switzerland, Canada and America, I have no idea. Have you got I've got a clue, no. No, no, no just, we just went global. We're just popular. Popular. Um, we're, up to, we're up to about nearly the 500 last number. We're getting closer. So the first one was pretty big. We were happy with those numbers, but the second one blew up a wee bit more. Um, I do believe it was because of my fantastic singing at the start uh, of the old step, step into, into Christmas. Christmas I oh, think that was magic. That yeah. drew the crowds in, I think, um, and made an idiot myself in the process. But I didn't know. I didn't know how to take that. Like after you had, I think everybody noticed sang, that. Whenever <laughs> you just said, <laughs> after "Well," after you sang it the, over Elton John, uh, it was a bit like, "Jeez, that was something." <laughs> so this one's. Um, this one's going to be a wee bit different because usually we've got what we can talk about what's been going on in school, but what's been going on in school is that there's been nobody in the school. So we're trying to focus this one possibly a wee bit differently. We've got a very special guest, um, a bit of another fan's favourite coming up later on. Um, but this one we're just going to try and talk about the sort of what's been going on in the world. And then um, we're going to try and v- focus around wellbeing. And just what what are we all doing in the house? Who's doing? You done Joe Wicks? You doing uh, Joe Wicks I, then? I, I did during the first lockdown. I spent a couple of weeks trying to follow the odd day here and there with Joe, but it's difficult. I've got two toddlers in the house. Joe, so is that what we're in first name terms with Joe? <laughs> <laughs> is that how it is? Yeah, it's pretty well known though. But no, I've got two toddlers in the house, so like to be able to stand for 20 minutes doing exercises in front of the television is virtually impossible. I'm actually running about like a head case anyway. Um, after two toddlers all day, so I don't really need to be doing exercises. Plus, he does, he does ask you to touch your toes, and that's something that you definitely cannot <laughs> do. No, I definitely can't do it like that. No, I'm not, not anymore. I'm more pathetic if <laughs> somebody tried to touch your toes in my life. No, absolutely not. I've, I've never been able to do it, even when I was like in school and stuff like that. Um, but there you are, not, not been following Joe Wicks or any of that sort of stuff, my friend. Have you been doing it? Nah, not Joe Wicks, but um, be make sure to get the exercise in, getting the 10k steps in a day and stuff like that. Doing steps and stuff. Although, yesterday I actually, I had to wait in because I was getting something done um, in the house. 
and my phone registered less than 1,000 steps. <laughs> Over the course of a full day. So, yeah, I went to bed with like 940 steps. Excelled zero energy. Basically. Whatsoever. Just lay there all night awake. Um, uh, no, lockdown's obviously, I mean, we'll, we can talk about life during lockdown during during this part of the podcast as well, which we'll, we'll maybe come on to in a second. But what about the sort of major world event that's taking place? Well, again, I, another another modern studies world event. I heard that our podcast was um, blaring and the and the aeroplane as Trump <laughs> left the, the base. I heard that that's what he says. He says, "Get me, Mister Hughes and Mister Craig." That that's was the final demand. It's going to cheer him up. On Air Force One as a depart. Did you see? It? Did you see his final speech? I did see his final speech. Did you make I watched it? quite a lot of it, but um, I think it suited him down to the ground because it was absolutely bizarre. <laughs> it was crazy. So what he was saying, um, he was sort of indicating that he will be back into politics, which we've said that we wouldn't, um, that we would expect celebrity politicians to continue. You've you've picked the rock, yeah, um, in the future. So, um, so he's saying it'll be back in some form, but I don't know. I don't. Do you think he's got the? Obviously, we had the, um, his supporters made it known that they weren't happy that he apparently won but lost the election with their protests and the rioting and stuff like that. But oh, that was crazy. Actually, I forgot about that. I was going to just talk about his speech there, but what was that about? The Capitol storming of the Capitol building. Well, I'd went to. Uh, I had been. I'd, went there for the first time um, around this time last year actually um, with the S5s and S6s of last year mm-hmm. and it was strange because Washington up until then had just been this thing that you see on the telly but see actually having stood in the steps and know the sort of area and the layout and stuff yeah, like that yeah. the mass of people that showed up during mm-hmm. a pandemic to yeah. storm the Capitol yeah, building was yeah. crazy um, I'm not doing that whole thing where it's like, oh, it could have been me. See, one of those people that's <laughs> a like... A year later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were lucky but, there. You were only a year away. But it was... Um, but just to see the layout, it, it really hit home to me how many people showed up. However, in terms of America, that's a, that's a drop in the ocean. So I don't know if he would have the popularity and the, the support to actually make a comeback into politics. I don't know what you think about it. I don't know, to be honest. I don't know if he will be able to anyway if his impeachment goes through. He won't be able to. Yeah. So that's a caveat to all of us. So Andy would be at that point probably be getting on. Seeing that Joe Biden's getting on, he would be seventy eight as well. Yeah. Um. So whether he'll come back or not, I'm not particularly sure. I think that's a problem for the Republicans as well. I don't you know? imagine him filling like filling a senator's role or anything like that. No, 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 like a, I don't imagine him being nah. like a representative nah. of the people. He's not interested. That's the top power that he's chasing. Or, top job or nothing. I think for yeah, him. So I don't see him like. The uh, point, go back to the storming of the Capitol building. I, I think it's worth mentioning to the listeners that that was that was a really significant moment in history. Yeah, it was. Like, it definitely was. People were calling it domestic terrorism and yeah. stuff like that. There was terms like that getting chucked about with it. Um, so, I, I, like, it definitely can't be but in terms of people, people that are of an older generation remember where they were and what happened, what, what they were doing when when JFK got assassinated. Yeah. Perhaps our gener- or my generation, maybe you're a wee bit too young, remember 9-11? No, I remember 9-11. Yeah. I was in P3, where P3, were you? I was uh, in, what year was that? So you had a free period or something? Uh, fourth year. Fourth year? Fourth year. Sitting your standard grades? Sitting my standard grades at the time. What were you the sitting in foundation moddies at the time? 
They won't quite get that. Um, but no, listen, it was it was a, a, a moment in history that I think um, will we'll be referred to for for our lifetimes. And a moment as modern studies teachers that we'll come back to, I think, and talk about. And I reckon I'm planning living off that for the rest of my career. Aye, <laughs> probably bring that major, up. Pretty, pretty major, pretty major moment um, in American history. And then that obviously led to the inauguration of, of Joe Biden just a week later. Um, Joe Biden, who at that point was the president-elect, um, who is in the process of taking over from Donald Trump, the process of transition that takes place in America, Trump stepping down, handing over power to Joe Biden, and that's capped off with the inauguration, which was a different inauguration this time. Trump with should have been there by tradition. Trump should have been yeah, there. Yeah. It kind of got me thinking, Mr. you see when I've... Um, Everyone eventually realises that you're a yesterday's man and I take over. Do you reckon you'll come whenever I, whenever I take office in the modern studies department? Do you reckon you'll come to the inauguration? It depends on the reasons why I go. If I win the lottery and then you take over, then I'll come along and just throw cash about the place and just love it. Um, but if I have to step down in disgrace or something like impeached. that, <laughs> get impeached by Mr McLaughlin for some reason, then I'm afraid... I don't think I'll be there. Listen, I'm glad that Donald Trump wasn't there. I was actually quite irritated that he didn't have the good grace to come along and attend the inauguration of Biden because, you know, as convention dictates, he should have. However, a lot of the, I don't know if you noticed this watching the inauguration, a lot of the the, the, cam, the camera kept panning to Mike Pence, yes. the former vice president. Yep. So whenever uh-huh. Biden was saying, you know, there's a lot of hope for the future and he referred back to the, the previous four years being, you know, Pretty, yeah. pretty hectic and pretty chaotic and whatnot. It, the camera panned to Mike Pence to see what his reaction would be. So it, I felt like it sort of became a little bit about Mike Pence, even Wait. during Biden's. So imagine Trump had been there, right, sitting in the background. Yeah. You know, you've got Obama there, you've got Clinton there, uh, you had George W. Bush there. Imagine having Trump there as well. I no. think I think it would have became this sort of Trump show. Uh, no, I do in think... a way, if you know what I mean. I think it's important to um, to realise that Mike Pence, he was a, he managed to. That's a difficult job he yeah. was in. Yeah. Um, so he managed to navigate that throughout the four years, and he was a big supporter and he backed Trump and things like that. But then getting near the end, um, it was the I think the tipping point for him was whenever the. Uh, Trump claimed to win the election, even though he clearly hadn't. I think that was the point yeah. where he said, "I can't really back this." To be yeah. honest with you, yeah. so up, but up to that so. point, I think he, he had played it pretty well. Yeah, the tipping, the tipping point. That, that's that's a good. You ever watched that TV show? Tipping yeah. Point. <laughs> Actually, I know a guy that was on Tipping Point. <laughs> I went to uni with a boy that was on Tipping Point. See, see when they were pitching that. Game show, do you think that some guy had just been at the arcade playing the 2P? Some did definitely be down in logs. <laughs> just <laughs> just playing the 2P arcade machine and then thought, this is a Instead of playing for here. 2Ps, why don't we play for a grand? Yeah, Ben Shepherd hosted it, there you, <laughs> there you go, go, boom. Guy's probably a millionaire in the back of just an idea that we could all Ben Shepherd, you are a fan, I could have told you. Tapping point, tap point in the chase. I'm a big chase fan. If you could play against one chaser, who would it be? Uh, probably... Is it name? Oh God, I can't remember his name. The Dark Destroyer, Sean. Um, or is it the Beast? Yeah, the Cinnamon. 
That's it. Oh yeah, he was a white suit. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's he's brilliant. He's he's really. I think he's. They had that. They had that sort of special chess game yeah, show. Yeah, they were playing as a team. At time, at like nine at night. Yeah. They were playing as a team. He was the best. He was the fastest on the buzzer and all that. And he seemed to be the most clued up. I reckon I'd go for the Dark Destroyer. I reckon Sean's my favourite. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. Um, have you ever seen the video of the Beast winning? Who wants to be a millionaire? No. He won. Who wants to be a millionaire before well, he was a chaser? Is that right? Yeah. I did not know that. And there's a new chaser that won the chase. There's a new Irish guy, I've not watched uh, it recently, yeah, but uh, yeah, he yeah. won the chase. Yeah, like, I quite like him, he's decent. Where else in media could you go from the inauguration to <laughs> seven point? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's the podcast. Well, yeah, that so is. That's why we've got... Unpredictability. That's why we've got a global audience. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, back to the inauguration, Trump's departure. I mean, his speech, you know, it was hilarious, and that it ended with the YMCA. That's a favourite of yours, I hear. Like, <laughs> What is a favourite? I mean, is the second song like when he got on the yeah, got on Air Force One, almost perfectly queued up was Frank Sinatra. That's a fan's favourite. Sure, there was tears filling up eyes all over the world at that point. It was just a surreal moment watching the jet fly off the tarmac as Frank Sinatra's dulcet tones. I thought as if I was, I felt as if I was in a movie watching the end of a movie. I thought it was going to come up like the credits directed it. It reminded me a wee bit of like something from Top Gun or something, or yeah, maybe right. a Martin Scorsese movie. Flying into the, the sunset, uh-huh. only to return. Oh, maybe maybe that's his plan, there's going to be a sequel. Maybe that's what it is, Trump maybe there's going to be Trump 2, aye? Trump, uh, the Trump years 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll end up like... Movie we, production, whatever you do. <laughs> it'll end up like... Uh, Home Alone, whenever we were talking about it the last time. Oh, God, Home aye. Alone 18. Yeah. <laughs> It's not even the same character, Trump. <laughs> Trump will be played by somebody else. Um, talking about show business anyway. <laughs> talking about show business anyway. Sorry, it's chaotic in this and podcast HQ. Um, talking about show business, what about what about the yeah, J-Lo fan? Did you see the performances? I did see the performances, yeah. J-Lo and Lady Gaga, was Lady it? Gaga sang the national anthem. Pretty think, impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Big names to get in. Yep. Yeah, I think, I think sort of celebrity, big name. Um, A-listers in America are more sort of like left-leaning poli- politically and yeah. little, I don't know there was a concert tonight I think as well wasn't there where, yeah I think so yeah um, Bon Jovi and Bruce Springsteen and all that sort of stuff performed um, for Biden I think um, so yeah no that was great it was great and the poet the young poet what was her name was it Amanda I can't remember that she was yeah. really impressive yeah. really impressive um, a five took minute. the stage well in terms of the pressure and all that. The world's yeah. eyes on her. And, yeah, Flaw- a flawless performance of our of our work. It was it was fantastic. And think she's only about twenty two. I also think uh, we've got forty eight years. Do you reckon we could be the performance next time? We'll do live from the inauguration. <laughs> the podcast the f- is so four, I reckon fours maybe a push. Eight will be superstars. We'll be. We we'll be we can move to the houses. Just, just straight straight after the the the, the we'll, actual swearing in ceremony. It'll be <laughs> and now Mr. Craig and Mr. Hughes were the retrospective school podcast. We'll come out to the YMCA <laughs> the way Trump did. <laughs> but um, and the other person that stole the show that um, I don't think my higher class would be too happy if I went this full time not talking about. The Queen Michelle Obama. Ah, she stole the show with what she was wearing, media. apparently. I can't say that it was what I was interested in because I'm a Moddy's geek, yeah. but 
apparently that like she was everywhere after it saying how she she was daring in what she wore but I don't mean you can particularly comment on this. Fast comment like a fashionista, but I've not really got much to say. But she did look like she was pretty dapper. She looked pretty. Um, her and Obama have got that, or and Barack. I'm actually listening to his book just now. They yeah. but they've got that down to a T. Yeah. They were going about fist bumping people and things like that. But he's always put across that sort of cool they're vibe. Both, they're, they're both like that. They're both cool and down to earth and charismatic and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no but, thing. I think it's probably time to bring the podcast back closer to home. Yep. And I think we actually see that is that our special guest here while we're down the corridor. Oh, there he's there. So how are we? How you doing guys? How are we? <laughs> Master McGrew, how you doing? Hi, great guys. Great. Pleasure to be here. It's great to have you on board. This is podcast podcast number three. I think you might have been hot favourite to be on the first one. Are you glad to get on it? Well listen, I was thinking about this. Um, because obviously I'm third on the podcast <laughs> um, but I'm pretty confident that what you have done here is you know, for any main event you need a couple of warm-up acts so yeah. uh, business has just picked up in the yeah. podcast game I think Steps now, it up it? a notch in 2021 Aye, that's it, absolutely, we're ready to go no, it's a pleasure to be here guys, looking forward to it bit nervous though, just admit bit nervous <laughs> <laughs> you'll be absolutely fine I'm just a wee bit nervous, aye, it's nerve-wracking. You're a couple of professionals, so just follow our lead and we'll keep it right. This is the biggest podcast in Kirkintillic. I'm no surprised. I'm no surprised. Is it the only one? It's the only one in the world. The biggest and the only podcast in Kirkintillic, aye. But the pupils tell us you've got good chat, so you've got quite a lot to live up to here. Oh man, here we go, the pressure, eh? This is a big 10 or 15 minutes, so you're sitting in his career. Right, let's do it. Let's go for it, guys. So we're having a focus um, on this part of the podcast um, on lockdown life. So oh. obviously we've been in lockdown since pretty much Christmas time um, over the depressing month of January, which is already quite difficult to get through and um, quite difficult to be positive, be positive in. Um, so lockdown life has been challenging. I know for me, certainly at home with two toddlers, um, it's difficult to, to get out and about when you can't really do that much. Um, what, what have you been up to yourself, Mr. McGrew, over the last month or so to try and to try and sort of maintain some sort of normality? I well, I think that's it, isn't it? I think it's 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 hard to try and keep a wee bit of normality, and I suppose it's actually without getting uh, too far into it, it's actually about appreciating that it's not going to be normal either, you know. So it's not been too hard on yourself and things like that if you maybe don't get up as early as you would like and so on. Um, but definitely and probably not to sound so cliche being a PE teacher but it definitely helps me getting outside at some point every day you know I, I really try and aim to do that whether it's in the morning or even sort of after school time if you like um, what I would say is this time around I think it's working better it be controversial I hope folk listening agree but I think it's working better having the timetable times because yeah. then you kind of know when the day starts and the day ends a lot better than, than, than before. You were saying there, don't not be too, too harsh on yourself when you're not getting up. Yeah. Bit. Is that basically you telling us you're not getting up too late? You, you're <laughs> I was thinking that too. It's two o'clock now. Do you get up? Just wait a minute. The thing is, uh, the beauty of this um, <laughs> online learning <laughs> you can literally roll out of bed at half past eight, can't you? Or quarter to nine so and be ready. So you've been taking your les- lessons from your bed, basically. I've prepared the night before, Mr. Hughes, so that everything's ready to go, you know. 
Um, a lot of my classes will be listening just now. You think, well, oh, that's why he doesn't turn the camera on. <laughs> well, that is the joy of it, though. And the pupils will be saying the same for their end, I think, because you know what it's like when you're at school and you know you live by the bell, yeah. and it's like the bell at eight forty-five, and then you know all the way through the day there's half a dozen bells and stuff. It's good to get a break for that. Absolutely. And obviously, what we would all rather be in school. And I'm sure the pupils as well will be saying that too at this point because it's been one of those years. But you know. In a way, that sort of monotony and routine of getting up early and the commute into work and the sort of school day, I mean, as much as we want that back, it is, it's a bit different in that respect, but it's keeping yourself motivated. I definitely, I mean, I think the thing is that this was the same for, for the first lockdown and I, I don't want to sound like one of the people pure, you know, you need, to, you need to flip it and turn it into a positive. You hear all this stuff and you see it on Instagram. But I yeah. think it, it is maybe just about um, appreciating that things slow down a wee bit I don't mean to be ridiculous, but I think if you if you remember the first lockdown, um, you know, there was less traffic in the roads, there was less planes in the sky. Yep. Um you, you started to see and hear things that you hadn't seen and you know heard for a long time. Do you know what I mean? And and there was a kind of slower pace. Um not too many you know what it's like normally this month, it's really quite frantic. Yeah. Um and I think we know that when you know when we are back to school that things will pick up again. I think we should maybe, rather than keeping worrying about what's to come, we should maybe just accept what's happening, you know, in, in the slower pace um, and stop that kind of thinking about, ah, but it would be better if we could do this. Well, it's actually quite good, don't it? I just, think the just big thing for me is that I've stopped putting deadlines on stuff. That's something me and Mr. Hughes were talking about, is that the amount of times you were like, I know, but we'll be all right by, by this time or by that time. We've not met one of these deadlines yet because we're still not all right, so... Like, I know the, the current deadline for Mr Hughes, you're going on holiday after cancelling it four times yeah, or something like that. Yeah, so, But not having that summer deadline of, oh, I definitely need to get away or something because yeah. it might not happen and then it means that you're not disappointed whenever it doesn't happen. Well, I cancelled my holiday in April last year um, thinking, oh, I'll just go in the summer. So I rebooked it for the summer. <laughs> then obviously I had to cancel that. So I've rebooked it again for the 29th of June this year. And where's that, Mr Hughes? It's... Alcadia, well, you can't hide money, can you? I know. <laughs> you can't hide money. Well, I'll tell you an interesting... Listen, I've actually, I've actually upgraded my holiday because oh, I never got yes. to last So I went from three-star to four-star. Oh, brilliant. Transfers <laughs> for the airport. <laughs> uh, private car. No, listen, I was going to tell you an interesting story on that. So just exactly what you're saying about the deadlines. Um, for for me, what I've done here, talking about, about putting deadlines and things, Stand up in front of the other pupils in, in August and say, Look, I'm sorry, the only activity we can do is outside, which amounts to basically <laughs> running, walking around the school, scooter or bike. Um, and, you know, God love them, they all bought into that and they were brilliant for us. Guys, it'll be better by yeah. September weekend. <laughs> September weekend came and went. <laughs> Guys, it'll be better by October week. Um, after the October week, stand up in front of them again. You just need to bear with us to Christmas. So you start to feel a wee bit like, you know, you keep looking ahead thinking, if we could just get there, yeah. just get there, or maybe better to just turn around and go, let's stop worrying about all this and just accept it. Back back in, just in time to get back, back out. <laughs> I know, so. that's it. You can look forward to that when they get back, a whole year of walking around the school. I've got a false hope, but did, did, have they been in since August? Have they done we, PE inside at all? We've done PE inside for one week only. 
and not every class managed to get in, unfortunately. Just not having it, then having it, and then getting the team Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He has been adversely affected more than any other ah, subject, been, really. Music been, as well. So pra- the practical subjects are getting hurt because of the nature of the... That's it. And, the, and I don't mean... You know, I just want to say a big shout-out to, to all the guys, you know, because everybody's been absolutely brilliant. They've all, you know, understood why we've had to do that. Yep. And... Um, I've really just adapted, to be honest with you. It's been it's been great to see. Absolutely brilliant. I heard it's you that's more not having it go in the rain. Or apples, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> are forcing you to go, uh, absolutely. Um, are you going out there with an umbrella and a big jacket? Oh, everything, everything <laughs> Mr. Hughes is... Uh, you know, I was even trying to get Mr. McLaughlin to buy us uh, new stuff for outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you've got to take the rough with this mood, though, because see, during the summer months, during yeah. May and June and stuff, I'm standing in this, inside in the classroom looking out the window Aye. and I see with these guys with a shirt and tie on. Yeah. These guys are outside. Your suntan lotion on, your sunglasses, your, your Ray Bans on. For shorts. Yeah. Summer it's term, eh? Oh. Oh, it's the term you've got to be a teacher. Mood. <laughs> Sensational stuff. Did you go back indoors at that point? <laughs> 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 we'll be back to normal, you'll uh, be straight back in having to make the use of the gym hall during the that. during the last lockdown you know granted just what you're saying that it was obviously nicer it was coming into spring and summer but i did that couch to 5k oh yeah i thought it was grand it was good um just for the listeners the couch to 5k is an app you can get it's from the bbc i think Aye. Um, and you go from pretty much being a couch potato which i pretty much was um, to be able to run a 5k I, see when I first started I actually thought I'm a fairly young guy fairly fat I'll, yeah. be, able to, I'll be able to do it but I hadn't p- played football for a while like I usually yeah wasn't because well, of the I foot. Mr Hughes is good for all I the know. listeners it's played, a wand <laughs> played five asides for years but then the kids came along and stuff and fell by the wayside anyway I wanted to get fit again and the lockdown first lockdown was a perfect chance for it so couch to 5k thought I could do a 5k but pretty slowly I couldn't yeah I had to I, I jogged and then I walked and I thought right, do this app gets you walking for the first few weeks and eventually builds up your jogging to the point where you can jog the full 5k and then after that yeah i was able to do a 5k you know thinking about the time yeah and i got it down to about 27 minutes you know, so down to 27 minutes yeah. which isn't even still that great but yeah. it's but it's good yeah. from pretty much not being able to at all yes run a 5k straight yeah. so just having something to almost work on over a long period of time, not getting straight into doing interval training or whatever like you're Definitely. talking about is a way to go. And you're talking there, there's a load of things there that you know you could you could talk about coming for that. It's about goal setting. You've yeah. adjusted your goals as you've went. You started to you had that initial app that set the goals for you, you know, showed you how to go about it. But then you've adapted those goals as you've yeah. started to see success. You spoke about your times. Yep. And um, running was was the thing for me, and is the thing that I've I've kind of since the first lockdown I've really got a bug for running now. There's somebody listening from my higher class, and they'll be <laughs> laughing their heads off because um, I sit in them every day, be telling them about my running. But yeah. on a, on a what, what, what can you do a five k in? At this exact moment right here yep. now, I, yep. I, I couldn't tell. During the summer, my best time, I managed to get into the under twenty minute club. Really. Now, I, now, 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 I want to tell you about superb. that because I don't want people listening to go, I mean, he's a PE teacher, so surely he'll be good. Yeah. I, I actually started very similar to you. I, I hadn't ran in a long, long time. Um, I had come off the back of a few injuries. I weighed the heaviest I had, I, I had weighed in a, a number of years. I had been inactive for quite a period of time. And I read a book, um, for anybody listening, it's called Survival of the Fittest by a guy called Mike Stroud. And I just loved this book because it spoke about um, 
how our bodies are designed to move. And basically, they're not designed for what we, we tend to do most of the time now, which is sit. Yep. Um, they're actually designed to move it. And once you started to learn it from a different point of view, you actually realised how how your body ca- can go on a wee bit more than you think. So anyway, I just get into it, built it up very, very slowly. Um, and like you are talking about there, over time started to set goals. Now, within three months of basically starting for nothing, I managed to get my 5k under 20 minutes. I, I never, ever imagined genuinely no. that I would be somebody <laughs> that could do that type of pace. Um, and then my next target, I went to the 10k, you know, and, I, and my whole goal was to try and get the 10k under 45 um, minutes. And that took me another couple of months. Tell me this, because I'm certainly like this myself. Yeah. Are you somebody that needs that competitive edge, even if it's like, for yourself, like setting yourself a target of under 20, under 45? Because I'm like that. I've always yeah. in my mind got, so my target for a 5K would be get it under 25 minutes, and then maybe down the line later this year we'd be under 20 minutes, right? Yeah. That maybe be beyond me, right? But I always sort of need that little something yeah. to get me going. Yeah, it's, um, it, I don't, I don't know why that is, but it's really important though, and it's really important that you don't set that goal too high. Yeah, that's the other thing, you know. And as I was talking about, there, it's about adjusting as 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 you go. Um, arm, yes, but I think, and and I give an example of the watches that a lot of us are wearing just now. So I, I say this to my classes as well. The fitness tracking watches are absolutely brilliant. They're really, really good motivator. They give you reminders daily. But um, this is a funny story. You can very quickly become addicted to them. Yep. You know, so I've got the Apple Watch and it's got a calorie goal, a stand goal and a, an exercise goal. And um, I'm quite a, a, I've got quite an addictive personality. So when I first got this watch, I was obsessed with shutting the three rings every day. So much so that if I woke up in the middle of the night, I was putting the watch on to make sure I got another stand goal. <laughs> <laughs> that obviously shows the extremes of uh, my personality, but... I think the point being, I was starting to become too attached, you know, yeah. to, to, to the goals. And sometimes it's actually about, especially when you're starting off, it's just that enjoyment thing. So sometimes it's actually about leaving the watch in the house and just going out and run, no caring what your pace is, no caring what your time is. Um, but don't get me wrong, on the other side of that, um, yes, you really get your teeth into it and make sure that you get into a routine. It does benefit me to have that kind of right this is the aim for the week, this is the aim for the month, yep. this is the overall goal, you know. But I I think just taking a sum that up, I definitely benefit from having something to work towards. But equally, if you don't need to put that pressure on yourself. Just no, go out and go a walk for a second. It's all personal. Here's a question for you, totally yep. taking us off on a different tangent. Yep. Is darts a sport? Aye. I would say aye. A lot of people say no, but what? you know what? You know, it's the traditional pub sports, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Darts, snooker. Um, I grew up playing these things. Um, it's always a controversial debate, isn't it, around when the darts is on the television, folk get all into a hoo-ha about... As, should that be on Sky Sports, Aye. I, I had a dart board in my room growing up, me and my yeah. brother, and I think the thing about it is it teaches you accuracy, precision. And you need to know your checkouts. Uh, absolutely. Numeracy. Yeah, absolutely. You need to know your checkouts. Yeah. Mr. Craig, how would you check out for me tonight? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I, I think I said so. I said I don't know before you said the number. <laughs> I think there's loads of things in darts that um, you definitely would do in other sports. Aye. Balance, precision, accuracy. Um, 100%, I would say it's a sport. Right, so least hard to most hardest, right? One, four, seven in snooker. 
a hole in one and a nine darter. What's the hardest? What's, what's the easiest? And none of them are easy, but you know what I mean. What's the easiest to the hardest? Right. Okay. Um, wow. So I would. I think the easiest out of them is the nine dart checkout. I'm struggling to say what the most difficult is between the other two. Um, for me, I'll go for. I think for me, I would find the hardest a one four seven in snooker. I would agree with that. Aye, I, pl- I played a lot of snooker younger, and I don't think I ever managed to get a break higher than. And I was quite, quite into it, you know. For the Kirky listeners here, um, it's called the IQ nowadays. It used to be called the Q ball. Yeah. They used to do a thing called a seven hour special. So um, during the school holidays, me and my pals used to go up there. It was a set price. You would you paid for a table and you got it for seven hours. Throughout the day, and we, we would spend many a day in there playing snooker. Um, but yeah, I think my highest. See, see anybody that's not been to a snooker hall like that before? How big is this? As an you don't realise it's table. Like I, I still remember when I the first, table's so big in the pockets are so small. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, uh, you can I, barely even. Especially if you're used to a pool table, yeah. you think that it's yeah. oh, they're similar, but and they're absolutely not. The snooker tables are massive. You need to use a rest all the time, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, I think the thing also is, see when you're playing it, like, Unbelievable level of think ahead. See, yeah. see, I mean, it'd be two or three shots oh ahead. Like, I mean, like, and half the time you think, right, what I'll do is I'll put that and then I'll put the white ball there, and then the white ball ends up in the pocket, and the red ball ends up. Uh, absolutely, it's and a nightmare th- sometimes. I think my highest break ever was 30. So that, that's still pretty good. You know, that was that. I think they had a golf hole in one, and they can technically get a golf hole in one. I know, it's I mean, like, you know, even, even a club hacker could just get that stroke of luck on the day, and the wind's blowing in the right direction, and there you go, you're in the. It's a luck thing, isn't it? Yeah, really, yeah. it is. Yeah. You know, um, we played a bit of golf during the summer. We did. Can, we did. can you just remind me who was the only one that got a birdie out of me, you, and Mr. Sati? <laughs> who was that again? <laughs> 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 it was me, I was wondering that. I don't remember you winning any games, though. No, I came second twice, <laughs> but I bet. We were playing golf at Wickham Lane. Fantastic. Golf course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Over the summer, we played maybe four or five games, didn't we? Yeah, aye. So um, that's still a sport you can play just now, I believe. I think that's, that's, that's allowed. Yeah. I seen um, folk out playing, but I didn't know if it was allowed or not. But uh, it's I'm not very enticing looking out the window. No, just it's, it's certainly. I mean, I love golf, but fair, I, fair weather, I'm fair weather. No, yeah. so I need the sunshine yeah. and to play golf. Uh, Mr. Aubrey in the department, he's your man for golf. He's a, a six handicap. He was telling me he's that. He's a serious, impressive. serious player, and I think Mr. Hale. Maths is close yeah. to that. Mr. So. Mr. Gray as well. Um, very good in the yeah, office. Yeah. In yeah. the office, he's he's. I think he's borderline professional. I think he plays off for like one or two. I would love to be that good at golf. Oh. It's a bit being able to play brilliant golf like that is a bit like playing a musical instrument or speaking a foreign language or something. Aye. like that. It's just a real unique, impressive, yeah. brilliant talent. Yeah. If you yeah. can play golf that good, absolutely. Um, That's another one that you don't really part. have a competitor, but you're against the course and you need to go yourself and, and like it's all about your own it's like tennis, golf, tennis and darts and stuff. It's like you just do yourself in your own mind. Nobody yeah. can really, you know, disrupt you apart from yourself. Absolutely. Um, so I know it's, uh, I do enjoy it, but it's very, very difficult. Ah, it's hard. I think it's one of these sports, you hit a couple of good shots and then, yeah. you, and then you hit a duffer and take a divot. Oh, yeah. And uh, confidence is shot. You, you feel vibrating right back up the club. <laughs> the grass <laughs> goes further than the ball. <laughs> and you, just think, you, you think you've got it all up to it, and you've done exactly the same stuff as you've done before. When you hit it well, you can't work out why it happened. Uh, it's a tough, tough sport, but you touch on a really interesting thing stuff that 
Uh, we cover our subject quite a lot about the whole mental side to, to sports. Um, it's massive. Yeah. You know, and, um, here's, here's another question yeah. just talking about that there. Then, in terms of. Uh, this is great, by the way. I know, I'm really I know. I could just. I could do that, so I take it. Just fire the questions. Quick fire them. Who is your favourite sportsman of all time? Eric Cantona. Really? Aye. God, he's slightly controversial. Remember, he's yeah, no, yeah, no, people probably. It was the anniversary of that the other day. People maybe think I'm a bit mental for saying that. So I know he let you sell down in that, um, and it wasn't really um, the behaviour of a role a model. Flawed genius. Aye, I think though there's that kind of. I, I really like that type of person. You know that they have. Um, so he, he's not perfect. Yeah. You know he's he's made mistakes. Yeah. But what a genius and what a talent. Um, and you often find these people just see. The game, whatever the you know, he's obviously football, but whatever the game is, in a, just a totally different way to others. Yeah. Um, and he was probably closely followed by Paul Scholes, who was another yep. one of my favorites. I was a, man, a big Man United fan, um, and he, you know, his natural talent wasn't it with to growing up. But I mean, I, I say this to people using examples like uh, Paul Scholes being one of them. He's a wee guy for I think it's Oldham, Barry down in Manchester. Yep. And you hear people talk about him like, you know, Zinedine Zidane and, and Iesta and all this and they talk about how, you know, he's a great, you know, how does it feel to be named the greatest player uh, in Europe? Zidane said, I don't know, you'll need to go and ask Paul Scholes. Yeah. Like, it's crazy, isn't how it? How do you take somebody for that environment, put them into the Bernabeu and Madrid Stadium and, and they, they control the match? Yeah. I just love that kind of thing, yeah. you know, and uh, I think we, we explore that a lot in, in higher P and stuff like that. How do you get that belief in yourself? How do you, you know... Um, yeah, there's obviously a certain amount of ability, but obviously you need to have the mental side of it as well and be able to cope with the demands and the pressure and the celebrity. Yeah. When he was a bit like that too. Definitely, I think... He came it, from a very humble background and... Yeah, elite sport, I think yeah. that's what separates. I think most yeah. people have a very high level of ability in, in elite sport, yeah. um, professional sports, and, and the difference really is uh, mentality. We could, we could go up, we could probably talk for another oh, half an hour. We could have a podcast for that. Ronaldo or something. Maybe a great start one and you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, actually, you could go on, on about the various sportsmen. We'll, we'll wrap it up here, Mr. Smogre, but we give guests a wee opportunity at the end to, to plug something or right. give a shout out to something yeah, or something. Message for or, anyone. Unfortunately, you'll get more Twitter followers on it than the Modern Studies department. So we're, we're slightly bitter about that, so you're not allowed to mention your Twitter feed. <laughs> but other than that, is there anything you'd like to chip in with? Yeah, I'd love to, um, to plug our Strava groups, as we spoke about earlier on, just, yep. just to remind everybody then. So Strava's a fitness app, and, and we've been telling all our classes about this. Um, you can download it, it's free. There is a subscription, don't pay that. You don't need to pay that. Um, you get it for free, and if you look up St Ninian's Walking Club, St Ninian's Cycling Club and St Ninian's Running Club. It will come up and, and I'll approve you into the group and um, it's growing day by day and it's really good, really good tool to maybe motivate you and, and get you active. Magic. Oh well, thanks very much for, for yeah, coming on the you. podcast. You've been no, an absolute no, delight. Thanks so, a lot. I hope so, I've uh, lived up to expectations. Interesting opinions and insights into the world of <laughs> wellness and sport and fitness so thanks very much Mr Mogra. thanks a lot guys brilliant cheers right, thank you thank you how good was that that was pr- pretty good huh? that was great some really insightful stuff there about the world of sport yep, superb so now we're all educated we know what books to buy what clubs to join all every, that sort of stuff every single listener after listening to this needs to get their shorts and t-shirt on and get themselves <laughs> out
Aye, Sounds as if there's been out enough, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you probably need to stay I in. know, happy, I know, big time. Um, yeah, no, listen, thanks. Thanks very much for listening, everybody, again, um, to podcast number three. I mean, you are in lockdown still, so, you know, this, this podcast is dropping on Friday. Um, so we're still going to be in lockdown as this is released. Hopefully this has broken up for you a wee bit and given you something different to engage with apart from your online learning on Teams and Netflix or PS5 or whatever it is you're doing in between. Um, so thanks very much for listening, Mr Craig. You want to say a wee bye-bye? Uh, yeah, just want to echo that, just saying thanks. Um, we really enjoy doing it, so we hope you enjoy listening to it as well. So yeah. um, just need to wait and see who our next special guest going to be. See if we're back in school in February, see if we can get things back to sort of semi-normal. Some sort of normality. Yeah, maybe, but... get, maybe get some pupils on or get yes. their ideas back into it. But we'll wait and see and we'll speak to the guys then. Yep, catch you later, right, folks. See you later, guys. I'm sure you knew when I bit off more than I could chew. But through it all, when there was